the weekly message from Encounter, where the past has no future and hope is reborn. Our speaker today is Bishop Michael Rice, lead pastor at Encounter. They want to lose some weight today. Turn to the person next to you and say, you could drop a few. <laughs> no. <laughs> Jeff turned to Greg and then no, and then he, he, he didn't know where to go. <laughs> Lay aside every weight. Hebrews 12.1. I'm reading from the King James Version. Wherefore, seeing we are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses... Let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us. Let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Would you stretch your hands this way and pray with me and for me? Father, as you spoke this word into my heart this week, it came with a download. I felt your desire to see your people free. And Holy Spirit, if the task is left up to me to deliver this word in such a way that it frees people, then I'm afraid I'm going to fail. But I, I know that if you do your work, if you do your thing, that you do so well, then, then people could leave here today, God, and it would be a, a, a life-changing moment for them. So, Holy Spirit, I, I submit to you whatever you want to do this morning, have your way. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. As the Lord was putting this word on my heart, I was... I was filled with this sense that we often make it just too hard. That we think that there is some kind of a formula, some kind of a pattern, that there needs to be at a certain time, at a certain place, a gathering. It's got to be the right minister. It's got to be the right song. It's got to be the right mood. It's got to be the right spirit, it's got to be, how many know what I'm talking about? And listen, I, I, I get it. I understand that those things, some of those times, things, those things can trigger a faith. I understand that. I understand that sometimes we need that push. We need that moment. And I'm a firm believer in divine encounters that, that God just somehow breaks through all the stuff and he meets with us. And something happens. I get that, and I honor that, and I, I respect that. But I think overall, we just make things just too hard sometimes. It's 
we just make it too complicated and too difficult. We, we've come up with formulas that aren't in the Word of God. Sometimes we expect somebody else to do for us what we should be doing. Sometimes we ask God to deliver us. Sometimes we think if we just would hear the right message or the right individual would put their hand on us, then whatever we have need of would just be there. Whatever we needed freed from would go away. And I, I get it that sometimes happens, that sometimes the will and the way that God operates. But here in Hebrews, the writer, and we don't know who it was except under inspiration of the Holy Spirit, the writer here kind of blows all that away, and he says to you and I, why don't you and I do it? Let us. And it's, it's an, it, I, we don't have time to get into the Greek language except to say that his word let means to just drop, to just release it. It's like we're holding on to something, holding on to it and holding on to it, and, and we think that it's valuable or we're afraid to live without it. Or Years ago, I, we, Gail Beth and I pastored in the inner city, and um, you would get some pr strange prayer requests sometimes in the inner city. Their mindset was such that it, they just saw life differently than you and I did, and and I had an individual ask this prayer request. I need the church to pray that, that I get the feeling better. Now, now I don't want healed. Because then I'll, use, I'll lose my social security. I just want to feel better. It's like holding on. I'm not being critical. I'm not making fun. We can get to that place. We, we hold on to something that we think we need, or we hold on to something because we don't know what life would be like without that. That this may not be much, but it, I'm comfortable with it. And, and the writer of Hebrews, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, says, you know what, there are times that you got to get your head around this. You just need to let it go. There's not going to be that moment. There's not going to be that rush of the Holy Spirit. There's not going to be that named preacher come lay his hands on you. There's not going to be that moment in a, in a worship service. There's not going to be. You need to just let it go. It, and this has to be the timing of God. We'd received, a, several weeks ago, we'd received a letter from the church's insurance company, and it, man, it was complicated, had all sorts of formulas and numbers in it, and, and the way that they wrote it, I wasn't sure what they were telling me. And I, I don't normally get like that, but I read it, and I thought, well, is our rates going up? Are they going down? What are, what are they saying? They showed how much we paid last year, and they showed how much we paid in 2018. They showed us new numbers. They showed us calculate. And I read it, and I thought, 
I don't know if I'm supposed to pay more or less. And I just, I just set it on my desk. That when, you know, when I'm not in so much of a hurry, I'll sit down and give, how many do that? And I'll give it focus and I'll finally figure out what it really says. And it sat on my desk for two or three weeks. And just this morning as I came in and I sat down at my desk with my cup of coffee, there it was sitting at my desk. And it simply said at the bottom, I never noticed that. It simply said, you don't have to do anything with this. Well, my goodness. I threw it away. It just, all this time it sat there and I thought I had to do something with it. And the last line says, you don't have to do anything with this. Why didn't I see that sooner? And I sincerely believe that this morning the, the Holy Spirit is wanting to touch somebody and let you know that you've been carrying around something that all you got to do is let it go. That it literally can be like that. Just, just let us. If you understand the Greek, it means just, just let it fall from your hand. I got the impression this week as I was praying over this that, that it was like a person sitting on a prison bell, prison bed, and they're looking at the door wishing they could get out. And God's on the other side saying, I've unlocked the door. Just get up and walk out. Because you know, everything we do, there's got to be a measure of faith involved. Because without faith, it's impossible to please God. And yet that individual in my mind's eye is sitting on that bed and they're looking at the door and they're wishing they could be free. They're wishing they could get out. And, and Jesus is on the other side saying, I've unlocked the door. And they won't walk up and just push it. They won't walk because what if it doesn't open? What if, it, what if I get tangled back in? What if I, what if I aggravate it? I've had Christians tell me that. Pastor, I've, I, I've quit asking God for stuff. Every time I do, it, it's like it, the devil gets madder. Well, no kidding. You're taking his cake away. Don't become, don't get between a man and his cake. Better yet, a man and his cookies. Amen? Cookies are almost a God. I was talking with some people just last week. Cookies cure everything. <laughs> Listen to me for a moment. You think I'm, I'm kidding. You eat a good cookie, isn't life better? Okay, you ate a good cookie, life is better. You eat a bad cookie, aren't you glad when you're done eating it? I don't have to eat any more bad cookie. See what I'm saying? It's good no matter what. Praise to the cookie. Okay? <laughs> it, but, but God is saying here that, that you, 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 you need to trust me. You need to trust me that it's going to be there. You need to trust me that you have been empowered through the work that Jesus did on the cross, that finished work he did on the cross, you have been empowered to just let it go. I know that an altar many years ago, 
And a young man shared with me his heart and the bondage he'd shared, he'd struggled with for years. And under the inspiration of the Holy Ghost, I just looked him in the eye and said, just let it go. He says, what? He said, just let it go. Really? Just let it go? Just let it go, man. That's what God told me to tell you. Just let it go. And he did. And you saw it come over him. You saw it come over him. He just let it go. It was gone. Listen, either what Jesus did on the cross is true or it isn't. And here he's telling us, just let us. It doesn't matter who you are, what you've been through, male, female, young, old, handsome, pretty, white, black, yellow, green, red, whatever color skin you have, doesn't mean any of that. Just let it. Let us. Just the hurt. Let us. Lay aside. You lay it aside. You listen to me for a moment. This is a word. You don't wait till one day. God's speaking to the person that you've already settled in your heart. One day you're going to be free from this. You don't lay it ahead. You don't lay it behind. You lay it aside. You got to get that in your spirit. There's no way to explain it logically. There's a difference. Thinking one day I'm going to be free. Well, no, that's a lie from the pit of hell. You will not one day be free. Now. Faith is a substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. You will not one day be free from this. The will of God is that you are free from it right now. Lay it aside. And you would say, this thing has a hold of me, and God says, no, you have a hold of it. Just lay it aside. Don't, don't, I'm just going to bury this in my past. I'm just, and you know what? That, that, that turns into spiritual acne. It just, it just, it festers. How many know what I'm talking about? It just grows. And then, then you can come across that person and they can say something. You can have a memory of that event and you can remember. And all of a sudden your heart is back to, and you've got to understand God wants you to lay it aside right now. Just... You see, you can't not only not put it in the future, but it's not going to be part of your past anymore. It's going to be in your heart and in your spirit as if it never happened. Lay aside. Every. What are you, what are you wrestling with? What are you wrestling with? It means that. The Greek is not a mystery here. Every is every. Everything. Heartache. Sin that has been done to you. Sin that you've done. Heartache that's been caused to you. Heartache you have caused. 
your failure, somebody else's failure, depression, anxiety, fear. It's every weight. That thing that keeps you... We used to, in, in high school, I, I, ran, I ran cross country, and then the track, I, I ran the two mile, and then sometimes the mile. But we used to play mental games with your head. Whenever you practiced, you always wore these big, clunky shoes. The old Converse. Remember the... Oh, you don't remember. Look it up. The, the, the soles were made out of old car tires. <laughs> they were heavy. Or some guys even that would put ankle weights on, two-pound ankle weights, two pounds on each ankle. And you'd run practices that way, and you'd do that, and you'd do that, and you'd do that. And then when it come time for a meet, you'd put on your, your cross-country spikes that would weigh almost nothing. And the ankle weights that are off. So, man, when you took off running, it felt like you were flying. This weight that keeps you from going forward, this weight that bears you down, that slows you down, this thing that every time you get, I'm talking to somebody, every time you get excited about God, you remember that weight. It was in the past, and it hurts, and it damages you, and it weighs you down, and it slows you down. And when you want to go forward for God, it raises its ugly head. How many know what I'm talking about? And you're reminded and you're made to think that you're something less than. And nobody in this room did God make anything less than. He made you perfect. And these things that we, these weights that we allow to weigh us down, these events... I wish, I wish I could take with the heart of God right now for each one of you and plant it into your heart. I wish you could get this, that your Father has unlocked the door of that prison through Jesus Christ, and all you and I have to do is just go push it open. All we have to do is just lay it aside. We just have to, he could not be more casual. He could not be more casual. And you can get this back, John. This is for Pam. I wonder what's in it. It literally means this. That's what lay aside means. It's just that. Just, you know, when you blow your nose and you just throw it away. You just, it's nothing. The enemy wants you to think this is big and important. It's not. It's lay it aside. Right now, this morning, right now, the Holy Spirit is meeting you at a contact point in your spirit. In just a few minutes, you're going to have an opportunity to determine for yourself whether or not you lay it aside. Or you pick it up and try to run. It's funny how the littlest bit of weight, a number of years ago, my, our oldest son and I went, did some backcountry hiking, and, and you know, you, you, you get out in the middle of nowhere in a hurry. As we're driving to the place where we're going to start the hike, we lost phone service 
an hour and a half earlier. And then when we drop the car off, we're going farther away from civilization. And we get out of the car, and so you can imagine what's in the backpack. You have to be careful. We were, it was a four-day hike. You're never going to see another road. You're never going to see another trail. We never saw another person the entire time we were out there. You're not going to hear any cars. There's no telephone lines. You've got to be careful because as you hike two days in to this wilderness, and there's a problem, help is four days away. Because the person that's with you has to hike two days out and get in the car and drive for an hour and a half just to get phone service. And then any help that's going to come has to park their vehicle where you parked and hike back into you. And so I'm thinking I need all of this stuff in my bag. Okay? How many know what I'm talking about? Extra this and extra that. Enough of this and enough of that. By the time I put my backpack on, when I started the trip, all of that seemed necessary. The extra shoelaces, the 40 snicker bars, requirements of life. And we started off, and you there was never any level ground. You're either walking uphill or you're walking downhill. And I... I thought I would enjoy walking downhill more. No, it got worse. It's harder on your knees to walk downhill. And pretty soon, three-quarters of the way through the day, my knees are hurting. I didn't see that coming. We sit down at our first night at camp that we got to two hours after dark. And, buddy, I'm throwing stuff out of my backpack. I'm burning this, I'm burning that. Why'd we bring this? I'm, I'm taking the paper wrapper off of stuff. Because I don't want to carry one more ounce. You need to run a race. And we need to lay aside that weight that so easily besets us. That word besets means ensnares. So easily ensnares us. You've tried to run for God and then you got stopped. Years ago we had a dog and we had him tied out in the backyard and some little, and he used to sleep underneath the, the bush, you know, where it's cool in the summer. And at some point in time, some little foo-foo dog came to the backyard. And it was just prancing around. It didn't see our dog tied underneath the bush. And when that dog got kind of close, our dog came out of that bush, you know, full speed. And Fufu took off. Our dog reached the end of his rope and jerked to a stop. And the Fufu dog stopped and saw that. Our dog could have ate that Fufu in one bite. Fufu went over, and our dog is straining at the rope. And the Fufu went over like this. (laughs) 
turned and scratched, threw the grass up, and then played in the backyard. And God's tired of the devil doing that to some of his people. You, you, you're tethered to this. You're afraid to go further with God because this has become comfortable with you. And the word of God is trying to let you know this morning, you can lay this aside. Pastor, you don't understand that's who I am. No, it isn't who you are. That isn't who you were designed to be. No, that's who I am. No, that's who somebody or something told you you were. But that's not who God told you you were. You're ensnared in that. You can, you can go further. This verse starts off with the words, wherefore. If you're reading your Bible and you run across these two words, wherefore or therefore, you need to find out what he's talking about. He's literally saying, because of that, this is true. Wherefore, so if you go back one chapter to Hebrews 11, verse 4, he begins to tell us the importance of faith in Hebrews 1 through 3. And then he begins to tell you people who have walked in faith and seen God honor their faith. And we pick it up in verse 4. By faith, Abel offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain, by which he obtained witness that he was righteous. God testifying of his gifts and by it he being dead yet speaketh somebody says pastor what does that mean he being dead yet speaketh what God did in his life is speaking to you and I now are you with me He's the first of a long list of people that have believed God and seen God do incredible things. And that's quite a mix. There's, there's, the, there's the Moseses and the Abrahams and the Jacobs and, and there's also the harlots. And, there's the, the, and these all by faith still speak. And then in our verse, 12.4, Therefore, seeing we are surrounded, King James is encompassed, seeing that we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. You've got to understand this word witness. We have one word, witness, and it could mean somebody who is observing event. But we use the same word, witness for somebody who was testifying of an event. They had to have seen it or experienced it to testify of it. In this Greek language, this is a witness who is testifying. And the writer of Hebrews is saying something to every one of us in this room. He's saying... When you understand that we are surrounded by a great cloud 
of individuals who can testify to you of what God did for them, lay it aside. And in that cloud of witnesses, you have people like Abel who just pushed through, did the right thing. You have this person and that person who themselves learned to just lay it aside. And I want to tell you, no matter what you face this morning, no matter what you are going through, there have been thousands upon thousands before this day that God has delivered from the very same thing. And their life testifies to you right now. This morning we started the, this part of the service with testimonies, with people standing up and talking about healings and talking about provision. The writer of Hebrews says, you are in a cloud of witnesses whose voices still speak and you can see their story and they're telling you he delivered me from the very same thing he delivered me he set me free from that and because that's true these are faithful true witnesses because that's true the writer hebrew says just lay it aside man it's done it's done. You say, but what if I, what if I trust? Just, it's done. You are surrounded. You've been abused. You are surrounded by people who have been abused. And God's delivered them from the effects of that in their life. And they would tell you, I once was drowning in depression and misery. And in a moment, he changed my life. I am a witness to you. You and I are standing in a cloud of witnesses whose voice still speaks to us. Get up. Go. If you've ever played sports and then you watch sports, you tend to look at the person who's playing the position you used to play. How many know what I'm talking about? If you used to play baseball and you played in the outfield, you liked watching outfielders because you can relate. If you were a pitcher, you liked pitchers. God is saying you and I are encompassed about by a great cloud of witnesses who have been through what you are going through. They are your cheering section. Listen to me for a moment. The game is on the line for the church in this world. We are facing incredible times. There are people that have gone on before us. There are people that died for this gospel. There are people that walk where you and I have walked and struggled with what you and I struggle with. And now they're in the bleacher section. And I wish you could get this into your heart. They're not sitting there saying, I wish I was there then. They're cheering you on because they know that God never makes a mistake. And God has you in the game right now. And they're saying, get up. Lay that aside. 
run. Drop it off. It's not worthy to be carried about. One moment in heaven will erase all the pain of what you've gone through. It's slowing you down. You don't need that. Right now, you are at the campfire of me and my oldest son and our first day of hike, man. I'm jettisoning stuff. <laughs> I'm throwing it out. We're leaving at the campground with a note that says, you want this, take it. Because I don't want to carry that stuff for three more days. It was heavy and it was slowing me down. And the Holy Spirit is talking to you right now. You have carried this far enough. Just lay it aside. That's not who you are. You don't need that. Would you stand to your feet this morning? That's Bishop Michael Rice, lead pastor of Encounter. More messages from Pastor Rice are available at our website, godenc.com. You can subscribe to our regular podcast through our website or on iTunes. Find us on Facebook under Encounter.